Welcome to Weekly Taiwan. This is a podcast where we share our weekly insights and have people discuss and reflect around them. Hi, welcome on board the Weekly Taival again. Um, we'll pick up the discussion today from where we left um, a couple of weeks ago on the dynamic strategy and stratops. And as normal, I have with me today again Petri and Michael. Welcome on board, guys. Hi, Reko. Hi, Petri. Thank you. Hey there. Um, after we spoke about stratops, um, we went to discuss with some experts of DevOps, a partner company called Polar Squad, uh, who seem to have the best DevOps experts in, in the whole of Finland. And, and that discussion was very fruitful in various ways, especially trying to understand how to push the, the DevOps type of thinking, which is born in the technology world, into the boardroom and into the leadership team. Uh, processes. And one of the key questions that, that arose from that discussion that I found really interesting and, and wanted to kind of put you in the test with it was uh, what is stopping companies from having a one-month strategy cycle? So normally companies have this Uh, one-year cycle or three-year cycle even. And when we started to think about it, there actually are most likely a couple of or many reasons why why companies want to keep it this way. But given the changes in due to COVID, for example, or, or digitalization and the uh, transformation of the whole business world, that is not anymore enough. So my question to you guys today is, is, what do you think? What is stopping companies from actually moving into this one-month strategy cycle? Reko, that's a very good question. <clears throat> Let me just give you one observation from the field. I, I had a meeting with, um, with one Finnish industrial client this week, and we were discussing this very topic. How do you feed your strategic choices into execution on a more rapid cycle. And one very practical problem that they reported was that, yes, we should definitely do that. But there are some practical challenges. For example, this round, it took them like three months to get the stamp from the board of directors for this strategy uh, from when they actually had it ready. So that is just giving you one sort of very practical practice that uh, many companies use as part of their sort of highest level strategic choices getting implemented. And I think uh, to add to that, I think there's a very long held belief that every strategy needs to be executed before you're allowed to do a new strategy. It's the typical waterfall uh, approach. Um, you do the strategy, then you execute it. And once it's executed, you move on to do the next strategy. And I think it's a lot of mindset and culture That's uh, that's basically spread across the leadership team, across the organization, and across the strategy unit. 
that's um, that's keeping people from thinking in this in these one month rhythms and related to that and i think we we mentioned it in one of our earlier podcasts we talked about the structures and the framework that actually needs to be put in place to support that i think petri to what you said the process of getting approvals for the strategy cannot take months it can take days if you want to have a one month cycle the the process itself of sharing the strategy cannot take months so you cannot wait for the next all hands meeting or you you cannot produce a long podcast or wait for the next capital markets day you need to do that more rapidly and you need to do that continuously also the execution of projects you need to be able that your project methodology and your project model basically supports a setup where you can change course um, on a monthly basis. Because if you change your strategy every month, your priorities might change or your focus might change depending on what's happening in the world. Is there a pandemic? Is there a shortage of resources? Is there natural disasters or, or these type of things? So, so I, I think it's around. It's about the mindset, the culture. It's about the framework, the processes that that currently are just tailored for a much longer cycle time. I guess also there is this um, this issue of of continuity that that you uh, infer to as well. That strategy basically gives you a a right to execute and a peace of mind for some time. And if you let that go free every month and there is nothing to be, uh, trust in the organization, that may also erode the trust into the future and the trust into the vision of the organization, especially if there are, there are continuous changes on the way. So I, I think what this kind of model would require is various layers of strategy. So, so there would be these things that would be const constantly shifting. And then you have these longer term bets that you talk about, the, the, the path in a way, where, where, you, where you think you're headed and you could swerve from that path every now and then, but you would seek to return back on that path as well, right? So the it would require multi-level thinking, whereas strategies traditionally are just one-track roads, so to say. I like that thinking. And I'd like to throw in a little bit more elaboration on what I would call the soft stuff is the hard stuff. And uh, you both already alluded to it. So I think we've got the practices, we've got the procedures, we've got the processes, the governance and so forth that is kind of uh, giving us the security and safety also from the sort of mental thinking freedom of thinking and, and sort of curiosity perspective so it's showing you the, the 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 range where operating you are doing the right thing from the strategic point of view but then at the same time you always need to have that one productive plan that you are executing in the marketplace but uh, you shouldn't let that limit your curiosity. Uh, and, and that's, I guess, Rekko, what you were saying, that you need to have these multiple levels of strategic thinking in order to allow for this continuous curiosity to inspire you to see new things worth exploring. And I think it reminds me of a discussion, Petri, we had some time back uh, about the differentiation between the North Star, which provides the guardrails, 
and which is most likely something you wouldn't update on a monthly basis because that's where you want to go. I mean, if you if you translate it into uh, in, into a into a journey, this is. It, Columbus going to America. He wanted to go to to America or to India actually, but he discovered America. So so he set the target, and that target was the same. But depending on what the weather is, depending on what the circumstances were on his trip, he basically had to adjust along the way. So the long-standing goal, the vision, the north star is still the same. And yes, you might update it every now and then if you try to go to India and you discover America. I mean, you, you most likely update that North Star, but also along the way, you need to basically be discovering um, these these influences, these changes in the in the operating environment, uh, weather, other things, and adjust your track along the way. And that needs to be much more rapidly if you're on the open ocean and you just adjust your course once per week. You're you're doomed. You have to do that continuously, and you have to monitor the radar, the environments, the influences uh, on a continuous basis. And I think the same we're talking about here uh, in that setup. Um, and 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 this is I I I think what you Reiko was referring to as the different levels that that you're actually looking at here. I like the thinking, and uh, as as you guys know, I like to replace the thought of a destination with the thought of uh, the next foreseeable stop for exactly the reason that Columbus found out, that uh, given the progress on the journey, the the original destination, be it by design or by accident, became uh, not relevant. And uh, nevertheless, the result was still quite good. I would still also position that this would require, and, and this is where I agree wholeheartedly with the soft stuff is the hard stuff, is that this requires a strong empowerment of the, the whole organization of, of steering the path and, and giving them also freedom to make choices on the different layers of the strategy. So So being able to say that we will not go for this client or we will test this client even though that has not been the plan and being able to test and and make decisions in smaller teams smaller circles also then has a strong impact on the whole operating model and and also the people choices and the recruitment choices that you make on this because wouldn't you agree that this is also something that will not cannot be built with a set of people who are used to the old type of an organization and the old type of ways of making decisions. I, I agree. I think it's it's though a fine balance between empowerment and setting the guardrails. Uh, I'm reminded of what I heard about Supercell and, and how they're organized, where, where you basically have a joint target and a joint frame, but within that you have... You have cells, so to say, that operate very independently and can set their own targets and can move within this bigger frame to make sure that everyone is is running into the same direction. And I think that is what we're talking about here, that you set the bigger frame in in which you have this wiggle room or that's this possibility to to move. 
but everyone is still going into the same direction because if you if you are out of balance and the empowerment versus the the joint targets is is not really on the right level then very easily it can basically pull the company apart if if all your different divisions and the support functions and and so on basically all pull into different directions because they they have a own strategy cycle or own understanding of of the strategy then that's also suboptimal so it's a very fine balance that you that you need to hit there on the topic of empowerment reco we've had the opportunity to work on a project for a large finnish industrial company to explore the strategic opportunities that data and ai could provide their industry going forward mm-hmm. and i felt that this organization is really good with uh, providing this sort of emotional safetyness for the team to express wild ideas and really be constructive about even really sort of uh, uh, explorative ideas. And I think if you can build that kind of an environment and atmosphere, you will have a great advantage over companies who are more strictly managed uh, and guarded by their sort of uh, official decisions as to what to do. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I, I think there the issue, or the thing is that the people that we've had the pleasure to work with are very good professionals in their field. And the team around them respects their opinions and, and they basically have this trust that the people who voice the opinion, voice it based on an, an understanding of the environment, And when these people come together around that trust on each other and, and that, that these people also have the North Star in mind all the time, then there is a possibility of creating new things. But if it's more an, an environment of mistrust and, and competition and and also maybe a missing trust on the people's capacity and capability of doing things, then the, the possibilities of pushing through this kind of change And also having this kind of strategy approach is limited. And also, I think <clears throat> built into that notion is the the value of failures, because like Columbus learned from not arriving in India, he learned that uh, this is America. So I think this kind of a culture is is uh, providing you accelerated learning capabilities. Yes, exactly. And it's not like that there was a leader who said, but I wanted India. So, you know, let's go back and revisit and and let's continue the journey. I'm not happy with the America. But rather he went ahead, as I said, that, that he just named the people Indians and everybody was happy and, and the vision was shared. I think it's starting to be time that we we summarize things. I just want one comment from from either of you. Would you see, based on this discussion and your understanding, that it would be beneficial for companies to to strive for this one-month strategy cycle? I would say the idea of a one-month strategy cycle is good, mm-hmm. at least from the perspective that you should get together on a monthly basis to discuss and evaluate the environment your strategy is being executed in. I'm not saying that you should be injecting into your execution changes, massive changes every month, 
of course, uh, minor adjustment here and there, but it is really beneficial to have this ongoing collaboration and discussion on the key trends that are impacting your environment that you are operating in on a monthly basis. Michael, what do you think? I was actually not prepared to answer because you asked about one opinion. So I, I tried to actually stay quiet for a change. But um, if you give me the opportunity, happy to to comment as well. I, I think you need to approach it carefully, like, like so many things. I, I think if you approach it as, and now we have to have a one-month strategy cycle just for having a one-month strategy cycle, I think you're doomed to fail because um, there's so many things you need to be addressing. I think every company needs to consider in their environment, in their setup, what actually makes sense and what actually works. I, I think we spoke a lot about the, the people and the mindset and how people will basically need the feeling of security and of having the right guidance and the right level of empowerment and ability to do things themselves. So I think from from that point of view, I think there's – there's a need to balance that. And it might not be one month. It might be two months or three months that, that you take. Um, but it's it's more the mindset of being able to adjust your strategy continuously and revise your strategy continuously. If you revisit one of our earlier podcasts, we talked about the three horizons. And, and I think, Petri, you brought them into the discussion. And I think you continuously need to follow them and, and understand what's happening today, what's happening short term or midterm and what's happening in the far future and then adjust uh, accordingly if it's an official strategy process you have or if it's then just the strategy you do once per year and you do tuning and updates continuously and, and you work on scenarios and the path towards the promised land or the North Star that, that you're adjusting, I, I think that is then then something that will be different from one company to the other um, in, that, in that setup. Excellent answer. You almost did the summarizing for me there. Um, just an attempt to summarize this in maybe three points. First one would be, what my takeaway would be that um, it is useful to think about the one-month strategy cycle as a thought experiment to try and find flaws and improvement opportunities in the strategy process. It's not a goal in itself. It's always good to be able to react faster, but as a concrete goal that might not make sense, at least at this point. We agreed that there are certain problems that, that definitely come with it. Um, but the ways to tackle it is one is to understand strategy as a multi-layered thing. So having a North Star, having a an objective uh, that everybody agrees to and strives for is different from having a concrete set to stone action plan, which can change given circumstances. And, and the environment needs to cater for both and in the topic of the environment we agreed that the soft stuff is the hard stuff so culture is the main ingredient of enabling this more free more varied uh, strategy process and being able to also empower uh, people in this but as michael uh, said uh, that the key topic is also keeping the balance uh, in that in that change, at least 
in organizations that are not necessarily for, ready for that type of freedom. I think that covers it at least uh, based on my uh, notes that I made. Thanks, guys. This is going to be really interesting to um, start talking about this to the clients together. Thanks for this time together again. Thanks very much. Absolutely. Thank you, guys.